0: Welcome to the MMA Show, episode number 380 My name is John Morgan, cold coffee is out of town <laughs> I guess the man deserves a little vacation every now and then, right? He puts in the hard hours over there at that Old place we won't talk about. <laughs> he gets a little time off every now and then. He think he went. I believe I hope I don't get this wrong. I believe the Tennessee area is where he is right now. Uh, went out there to see some family for the Fourth uh, of July weekend, and he'll actually be back in town. I don't think he'll actually be at the USC event this weekend, but uh, he'll be back in town, I believe, Friday. So we'll be back together next week and get get the gang all back together. In the meantime, hope everybody had a great 4th of July weekend. Um, I I know I did not have a very relaxing 4th of July. I didn't do a whole lot. I'm not a big fireworks guy, man. I don't know if you guys like to go see the big displays or whatever. I don't know. She's never really done much for me, if I'm being honest. Probably when I was a little kid, I liked it a little bit more. But uh, we just kind of hung out around the house after an incredibly busy international fight week. Uh, Fun from start to finish. Busy from start to finish, man. I got to... Hang out with our old UK boys, Simon Head and Abby Subban. They were over here for a bit. It was great to see those guys. Hadn't seen them in several years, man. It's just ah, amazing how this pandemic has just changed our lives over the last couple years, right? You see these guys all the time, and uh, they've been several years. So it's nice to be able to go hang out with them again. and, And really just to see all the media in town, man. Media day was crazy. There was like 100 people in there. I mean, just seeing everybody in town. And then the Fan Expo. Man, the Fan Expo was absolutely fantastic. Um, So we actually were a little bit insane. Myself, Cody Merrill, Simon Head, we sat down and we streamed a live stream consecutively on the MMA Underground YouTube page for seven consecutive hours. Now, Cody Merrill did get up and walk around just for a little bit. Uh, He was kind of taking in the vibe, and unfortunately, right when he walked away, um, was when Bo Nickel sat down, and we ended up with some audio issues. So we did seven hours of interviews. One of them was Bo Nickel, and we had no audio for that one. So I apologize for everybody that was watching live. Uh, thank you for sticking through that. And it was tough because we were, we were on the fly – and. There wasn't really much I could do from my end that I could see, so we just had like dead video, dead dead audio for about 15 minutes. So that was a little frustrating, but hey, we were we we were learning on the fly, man. We didn't even know if we'd be able to pull this thing off. So um, overall, was I, I thought a big success. And Cody's actually going back through um, and and posting all those videos to the youtube page so you don't have to try to look through a a, you know a seven hour live stream he's actually clipped out all the individual interviews that we've done and uh he's in the process of putting those all on the youtube page now so a lot of them are already up probably by the time you listen to this the rest of them will be uh but you know uh, jen's pulver malky kawa dan Severn, uh chris curtis dave manley from ma bobblehead mark ratner michael kiesa uh, I mean, just Uriah Faber was, I mean, we we just had a, a flow, and, and it was fun, because you never really knew who was coming in, you know, it was it was chaotic, it was madness, <laughs> the UFC PR team actually was like, well, we'll try to figure this out a little bit more next year, I'm like, dude, it's, you're never going to be able to really dial this in, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people and things just moving around, um, but it kept you on your toes, even though it was seven hours, because you never really knew who was going to sit down next, and you know, have some questions ready and flow. And so, um, it was fun though. It was fun. But, uh, I I actually did have to take a little, uh, preventative maintenance restroom break at one point, but Simon head, Simon head was the MVP. That man sat there for seven straight hours. Did not leave his seat. Did not leave his seat once. It's pretty funny, man. We, um, I enjoyed it. We had a good time. I mean, there were, there were times where you like seven hours. How we're, we're crazy. And then there were times where it was like, man, this is flying by. And I, I wish we had more time, um, as we wrapped up, but we did from the start of the official weigh-ins all the way into the start of the ceremonial weigh-ins. And, uh, had a good time hanging out with those guys and, and doing. I look forward. We might do it again next year. It was crazy, but we might do it again next year. I Had so much fun just doing all those interviews and and like I said, just being live. You know, everybody was doing interviews there. They had a, a media row. And there were a ton of places that were that were doing it, but it was kind of like, all right, sit down, formal interview, that sort of thing. Where it's like we had a seven-hour conversation. So somebody would sit down. And they just kind of joined the conversation of where we, you know, where we were at at the moment. Of course, we talked to them about relevant stuff, but um, and 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 Malkikawa. Uh, if nothing else, check out Malky's, um Just, I mean, he is a, a force. The man just sat down and started going, and uh, man, he was dropping some bombs in there. And um, yeah, it was good. Like I said, the only downside was we lost Bo Nickel. who was going to be on the contender series already at one and zero in his career. Um, but I, but I'll get. Uh, I'm going to get a, a, another interview with him. I'll arrange. Uh, I've already, already talked to these people to get something else set up so we'll do that, so that was fun uh, and then of course the USC 276 and you know you have the continued fallout from all that we broke it all down on the and a half episode so uh, all you find folks at patreon.com slash the MA Roadshow you can go uh, check it out there. But, you know, for those that didn't get a chance to listen to it, suffice to say, uh, you know, the Israel Adesanya performance, not his greatest, but I love it, man. He came in there and readily admitted it and, and said, man, I had an off night and, and I still won. And and I know that's going to be off-putting to some people, but I've always said that and I believe it, you know. It's one of the reasons if you're, a, you know, a long-time f- listener fan, you know, that I've always praised like John Jones in the Alexander Gustafsson the, the first fight, right? He wasn't having a good night and he dug deep and found a way to win. That's a sign of a champion. You know, when you can find a way to win on a bad night, that's greatness. And so, you know, I think, you know, I heard a lot of people, ah, but Israel was talking all this and it was going to be amazing. And okay, well, what's he, he didn't know he was going to have a bad night. Is he not supposed to say that stuff, you know, just in case he does have a bad night? No, you got to put yourself out there. So, you know, I, I left a little bit to be desired, but there's, everybody has performances like that, especially when you go on long streaks. George St. Pierre had some, Anderson Silva had some. So, not the greatest performance, but, you know, I, I think you have to credit um, Israel Adesanya for finding a way to win on a bad night. And the other thing, and and, and, and kudos and shout-out again to Simon Head, who joined me on the and-a-half episode to break it all down this past week. Um, you know, there's been a couple of opponents now that you look at and fought Israel Adesanya that say, hey, man, why, why did they freeze up? Why You know, why were they not more aggressive? Hmm, seems to be a pattern, right? Maybe it's the things that... Adesanya is doing in terms of his movement, his traps, and his threats. So, um, you know, I, I get it. I get I get the criticism, but I'm not going to levy it too hard on him. Um, the dude's still doing some impressive stuff. And you look at it, man, I mean, he's knocking out the top contenders and, and, and welcoming right away, you know, Alex Beheadah, the dude that's beat him, the dude that everybody says is now the boogeyman. He's like, let's go. Um, so what more can you ask for? And then Alexander Volkanovsky, I mean, my goodness, you just – uh, phenomenal performance and if you were doubting him for any reason uh which apparently some people were <laughs> and got called out for it that did cracked me up a little bit sorry <laughs> i know it's an old teammate but i'm still laughing uh you know certainly you can't doubt his greatness now you can't doubt his greatness now um and we've been on that bandwagon for a while uh you know the, the guy's the man. So, uh, anyway, that was USC 276. We're gonna spin it forward this week. Uh, we'll get right back to it. Rafael dos Anjos and Rafael Fazib. Um I, I think that's a fantastic uh, lightweight matchup. And, and then after that, you know, the card is is you know this is what happens. You have these you have these huge pay per view events, and then the fight night cards. You know, they are what they are. They're, there's they're not full of matchups. They're more for you know full of prospects and and. Uh, you know, keeping guys busy, if we're being honest. But, uh, you know, Dos Anjos versus Fazeev in the main event is legit. Uh, Kyle Bohio and Armin Petrosian, little surprise this matchup was made. Two middleweight prospects that look like, you know, the real deal. Both of them do, so a little surprise they're putting them together. But, you know, they're giving them that co-main event shine. Got to respect that. So, um, you know, I love these top two fights, even if I'm a little bit surprised the co-main event uh, did get booked as it is. And there are, you know, made Brighamadoffers versus Douglas Silva, a guy that probably gets perennially overlooked despite an incredible career record. That's not too bad there. Uh Jerry Vandera, Chase Sherman, heavyweight matchups, some guys that really in need of a win. Michael Johnson, I'll, I'll watch him fight anytime against Jamie Mullarkey. Could you know could be a, a fun matchup there even if it's not necessarily incredibly meaningful in the division. Uh Cynthia Cavillo, Nina Nunes, uh two fighters kinda trying to keep their position in the division. To have Ricky Tercios back, I mean, he's he's a ball of energy. That could be fun. against guess a who's uh, had some issues, but but he's good to go now. Antonina Shepchenko versus Courtney Casey. Cody Brundage, Trishon Gore, David Onama versus the newcomer in Garrett Armfield. So, um, you know, I, I think p- possibly some intriguing fights, possibly some entertainment, but not necessarily the kind of stuff that's going to, oh, now we know who's number one in the division, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, but all that said – this week, and I don't know what's going on, I, I, to be honest, I, I really don't know why I didn't ask, I guess I could have, um, but media day was moved to Thursday, so normally we do the media day, and then we go back over to Cold Coffee's house, wherever we might go, and talk about what, what we did, and, and who was saying what, and all those things, but we don't have that luxury today, uh, that'll be tomorrow, and I thought about pushing back, you know, uh, um, a day, and, and taking that audio, still wouldn't have my man Cold Coffee, because he'd still be on the road, But um, I thought of something different instead. Because I'm saying I think there's some entertaining matchups. It's not necessarily the ones that everybody's pining for. But you know what? I did do a couple interviews um, that I really, really enjoyed earlier uh, today. And so I thought that um, I would share those with you. First, we'll talk to Jalen Turner. Because Jalen Turner um, certainly deserves some love, man. He's he's into the rankings now. And he looked phenomenal. 45-second victory. Um, But, man, it turns out there was a lot going on behind the scenes. And uh, he he shared that story. And uh, just I I love this kind of stuff, man, really kind of hearing what's happening behind the scenes. It's these things that you don't think about. So um, here's my conversation with the tarantula. It is the number 14 ranked lightweight in the world, Jalen Turner, fresh off of a spectacular victory. And, Jalen, just just tell me what it feels like seeing the name in the rankings for the very first time up there with all the greatest in the division,
1: man, it feels amazing. You know, a lot of, man, like a lot of manifest this. It's like, it's wild. It's wild to see it. it's surreal.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, certainly deserved. I mean, this win streak that you're on this finishing streak that you're on uh, it's getting you noticed and, and deservedly. So, but talking about this one 45 seconds, I mean, you can't, you can't draw it up much better than that. How does how does a result like that feel?
1: Man, you know, it feels good if, like, it's really satisfying, you know, going there, get the job done quick and right away. But, like, also, like, the fighter in me, the warrior in me kind of want it like, a little bit more, you know. I want to, like, you know, feel something. A little bit, like, a little bit of adversity. I don't know. But I take it as it is. I take it as it comes, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a weird reality for you guys as athletes that I think people might not understand, right? I mean, the perfect scenario is you go, you throw one punch, You know, you you walk away and and you've got your bonus check and you got everything's great. right? That's the way. But when you put in that entire training camp, all that work, it's like you need something more afterwards. Right. So I guess can you explain what that feels like? I mean, how do you deal with that? Like, it's perfect, but at the same time, it's kind of not what you work for. It's it's a weird scenario, man. I'm just letting it build
1: up for the next one, you know, so I know it's only going to get tougher, harder from here. So, you know, I'm just keeping that energy for the next fight.
0: Was there any part of you that thought you could get a fight done this quick like this? I mean, to me on paper, I, I thought this was going to be an absolute battle between you guys. I mean, did you ever draw up in your head, ah, I bet maybe I, we could we could get out of there in less than a minute. Nah, man, I didn't I didn't think of it like that. You know, like, I I never think
1: of it like that. I always, like, I always go in there and execute and want to finish, but like, I don't think about, like, how fast it's going to happen, like, what if, you know? Like, yeah, it's, yeah I don't know. That's, this one is still, like, blows my mind i'm like
0: dang like 45 seconds like that one felt great pretty unbelievable so you know you kind of hurt him on the feet he shoots you get the guillotine you go to top side it's locked in let me ask you i mean because he lasted in there for a second it wasn't like an immediate tap so i did wonder as i was watching it did you know like oh i've got this or was there any part that thought i should probably let this go establish position and and, and get to phase number two like what was going through your mind at that time
1: so when I first grabbed the guillotine, I had kept it arm in just in case, like he rolled, like got on top, you know. So I would have had like more leverage and leeway to to scramble from that position. When I was starting to pass to mount, I kept trying to fight his right his his left leg with my right leg. So once I felt like my hip sinking on that right side, I switched my grip. I was like, I got it. Like I knew it was like there was no way I wasn't gonna finish that.
0: Unbelievable how much technique and stuff is going on in those those quick little seconds. And I guess what immediately went through your mind. It was cool. You had this like uh explosion of uh you know excitement, and then you just kind of sat down and 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 soaked it in. So I guess what was going through your head at that point? Like what, what were you thinking?
1: Man, I was like, I was I just went through a roller coaster of emotion. I was like, man, I'm so happy, I'm excited, like this felt great. But then like it kind of like hit me like you know this is is meant to be like enjoy it like soak it up like relax enjoy the moment a little bit more you know and you know it's it's destiny is it it just put me in a new realm a new zone a new zen i was just like i gotta get used to this i gotta get comfortable with this you know it's my job it's something something i've been wanting for years you know like since i was 17 years old so i just it just it was a lot it was a it was whole
0: another world of emotion right there man that's super cool man yeah that atmosphere in t-mobile arena was amazing and i think that's so important right? it's such a difficult thing to do right because i mean you guys have a, an incredibly stressful job uh you know the emotions there but to be able to 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 enjoy it right to like actually enjoy the moment rather than have to wait till the end of your career and look back on it and be like man i didn't even i didn't even take the time to soak in what was happening that, that's kind of a difficult balance to achieve i imagine yeah, it really
1: is. It, 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 I just started achieving it once I started winning. You know, I was like, I just started soaking every moment and enjoying my life. You know, like if I go, go out, have fun with family while I'm in camp, like I used to, I used to be like so zoned in for a fight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go have fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go have, I wouldn't do anything. You know, I would just stay home if, if, if I knew it was gonna be food around, I wouldn't even go out. Like if I like I just I'm I'm inside. I, I don't want to go. You know, if it was a birthday party, I'd be like, hey, I, I I'm not gonna go. And I I got tired of living my life that way. Like you know, it made my career a little bit miserable. And I just I was just like I was like, dude, like you work hard, you put in the work. Like you can go enjoy yourself. You know, you can, you know, because like I'm not gonna lie, food is my weakness. So you know, like I I I'm I want to eat. So I was like, I just became more disciplined. You know, and. Yeah, man, and it just—it's—it's it's shown, you know. I'm just enjoying the the journey a lot more. You know, it's not just about the destinations; it's about the whole journey.
0: Yeah, well said, well said. All right, so what was uh, Saturday night uh, weekend? I mean, holiday weekend in Las Vegas, or did you go? You know, did you enjoy the strip at all? I mean, what, what what's a a post fight celebration like for Turner? Man,
1: that, <laughs> hey, it was lit, boy! It was lit. We were. <laughs> We went to excess, everybody was there, Izzy and Volk showed up, I kicked it with Nate, it was, it was a good time. It was a great time.
0: That's awesome. All right, so you're enjoying the journey, you had a nice fun post fight. Do you take time off? I mean, I can't imagine you're banged up or hurting too much after that, so do you take some time off to just decompress, or are you, right, are you a right back in the gym kind of guy? Like, what's, what's the process? Dude, I've been a right back in the gym kind of guy my entire career. So I'm gonna
1: take a little bit of time off. I'm gonna still be in the gym a bit, but I'm gonna just enjoy life. Just you know, live normal again until I feel like I need to go in the gym and get my superpowers back. But um, dude, like honestly, like like people like not a lot of people know this, but like I, I couldn't even move my arm before the fight. I missed my arm pretty bad. It was crazy. I had a hyperextended and I look and some, doing some grappling. So I uh, <laughs> I was like I was this close to being like I don't know if I should make if I can make it to the fight. Uh, we made it, so you know, it worked out. So yeah, wow. I got to yeah get that healed up, and yeah, dude, I went through a bunch of it was a lot of a lot of like BS before this camp, dude. Like mentally, physically, like fell out with the coach that I've known for you know seven eight years. It's it's been yeah it's been it's been rough. So I'm gonna take some time off and enjoy life.
0: Oh man, that's incredible. So how far out did this did this injury happen? The week the week before the fight. Oh god. The week before the fight. So so you, I mean, there had to be some discussion like should we actually compete or not? Like how did that go?
1: Yeah, we talked about it. You know. Um man, <laughs> the doctor was like, "I don't know. They tried to send me to a specialist. I was like, ah, I was like, ah, like I was in a mental roller coaster with that dude. I was like, talked to a couple sponsors, but then like, I was just like, nah, dude, I'd I feel like a bitch if I pulled out, you know? Like, I was like, I, like, it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, like, bro, like, it was, it was an injury for sure, but it wasn't something like, I was like, I, I just feel like a bitch if I pulled out because of that, you know? Like, on the biggest car, biggest fight of my life, like, I would, like, look back at my career and be like, dang, like, I pulled out because of that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, man, like, if I didn't excel and I didn't perform properly, like, I'd be upset with myself. So, you know, it's like, people don't realize it's such a mental battle going in there and, like, figuring these these things out. But luckily, I just kept on with treatment, and it got, like, it's just able enough for me to be able to grapple and and strike with, and I was just thankful for that. Like, all Fight Week, dude, I was just like, 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 it just kept locking up on me. I was like, Fuck. <laughs> so it, it was it was intense, man. It was intense, but we, we got it done.
0: That's so insane, man. It, that's what's so crazy about this sport. You can have, like, the best training camp ever, and then you show up on fight night, and it just doesn't work your way. You know what I mean? You're flat, or the other guy's just better. And then you can have what seems like an absolutely miserable circumstances, and you get the win in less than a minute, man. This this Sometimes this game is just the craziest. Dude, it's so wild. And especially, like, when I fought Malarkey, dude, that
1: camp was – perfect that was the best camp i've ever had i freaking and like i flew out to philadelphia bought my puppy i I took so many rest days at camp i felt on i was sharp cardio was through the roof and it's crazy because like this camp i felt like i was in even better shape but like mentally like going through like everything i went through i was like damn i was like i was like man like i went through a lot i was like you know, like figuring out – like like having that happen with my coach and then, you know, like other personal stuff going on. And then, you know, I had I had another injury before that, like popped my rib. Like I was just like, dude, like what is going on, you know? So it just it just really like showed me that my mindset is on another level, you know. Like I'm really ready to excel and achieve and, and reach new levels. You know, the universe like put it in my face like, hey, like you're ready for this. Like, you, can, you can handle whatever is getting thrown at you right now. So, man, I just – Taking it all in.
0: I just love it. Respect for that. Uh, not to, I guess, push too far with the coaching situation, but does that mean you're, you're looking for new trainers, looking for a new team, or, or what's going on?
1: No, man. No, it was, uh, um, man, it was just a uh, coach. I, I added a new coach, another coach got, ended up just being upset about it, couldn't handle it. His ego's too big for the, for the situation. You know, and the way I look at it is it's just, um, you know, I just have to cut the extra baggage, you know, because it was blocking my blessings, you know. So, no, I'm good with the team I got. You know, I'm good with my two coaches right now. And then also um, uh, Thomas Cronin, he's been helping me with my jiu-jitsu. So, you know, we've been rocking for some years. But, uh, yeah, we just rekindled that, that whole relationship again. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm cool where I'm at, dude. I'm good where I'm at.
0: That's awesome. Well, you know the next fight's going to be a big one, man. You got all the attention on you now. You're in the rankings, so I'm assuming they're going to come at you with a with a ranked opponent next. I mean, uh, it sounds like you want a little time off, but are, are are there names that you're looking at yet? Are there matchups that you see that you're like, that's the one? Have you figured out what the next move is? No, nah, man, I haven't even really thought about it. Like, <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, I'm looking at everybody, you know, I'm not really – I'm scoping, I'm scanning, I'm looking at the playing field, I'm waiting for the next move, man, because it's, now it's, it's always been chess, man, it's not checkers, so got to be a little bit more strategic because, you know me, I'm going to be like, fuck it, let's fight whoever, but I got to be smarter than that.
0: <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. I, I broke my leg and, uh, you know, my, my arm's dislocated, but I'm good, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man, warrior spirit, man. I love it. I love it. Well, man, listen, you deserve the time off. I appreciate taking uh, a few minutes to, to recap it. I guess last thing I'll ask you, um, do you think we'll see you before the end of the year? I mean, like how much time do you need off or recovery? What, what do you think we we'll see you again this year? When do you think you'll fight no matter what the name is?
1: Man, You, I was saying next year, but you guys might see me the end of this year. Man. You might see me. Um, it, it, dude, it just all depends, you know, just, you know, I got to talk to people, talk to the coaches, get some timing, get some training, the proper training camp. And it depends on the name, too, you know, because I know everybody. Uh, it, it, bro, I want to bang. Like, you know, I want to find somebody that's going to stand up. You know, they, it's, I'm going to get thrown at, at a fucking, uh, like a Gillespie who's just going to want to fucking be on my hips the whole time. So, you know, I got to prepare for that. You know, I got to prepare for all that. So, um, yeah, man, like a good training camp, I'll be ready for it. So we'll see, dude. I'm ready for whatever, man. Um, I'm ready. I'm not in no rush for anything. I'm patient with my career. I've been in such a rush my entire life, and now I'm just like, just bring it in as it comes.
0: Respect for that. I don't believe a word of it. I think I'll see you in September or something like that. (laughs) 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 Next year. Get out of here, man. You might get two more in this year. We'll see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I might, man, because you know the money looking right, so I, I might do it. I need, mean, you know, I might do it.
0: I love it. Hey, if you only have to go forty-five seconds, why not, right?
1: Why? Why not? Exactly. I'm here to chase greatness. Let's do it.
0: I love it, man. Awesome, Jay. Well, I always appreciate the time. Congratulations, phenomenal performance. Awesome to see your name in the rankings, and uh, we'll look forward to what comes next. Yeah, man, more to come. Man, you know, if you weren't impressed already enough, now you know that he was dealing with some other stuff. So that kind of gives you, as he said, you know that that mindset style in, man, this guy's not going to be stopped. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty cool stuff now. Pretty cool stuff to see. All right. Uh, so fallout from 268, or 267, 268 will be in Dallas later this month. We'll be out there for that. Um, but you know we talk a lot of UFC, a lot of UFC, and I had a chance to talk to two uh, PFL athletes who could very well be on a collision course, and uh, they don't like each other very much. Um, but they're they're both in the semifinals, and they'll fight in London on August 20th at 2022 PFL 9. Um, and I wanted to share both these conversations because I really, really enjoyed both of them. Um, and uh, both of them, I, 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 a quiet confidence about them. And uh, it, just, it was fun. I, I'll start with Chris Wade, who has the most, um, I guess, what would you call I I, I mean, it's trash talk. It's very, it's very uh, ho-hum, I guess, uh, very... Uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not kind of flat or whatever. I, you know, very um, you know, just kind of direct, not making a big deal out of it. But he's got some words. He's got some words. Chris Wade is feeling some confidence as well. Here is my conversation with him. All right. So Chris Wade back in the PFL playoffs. A, uh, a great financial opportunity for you with that million dollar bonus at the end of the at the end of the rainbow there. So talk about how it feels to kind of. I know there's still work left to do, but to at least get to this part of the accomplishment
2: yeah i mean the, no stranger to this stage of the game i've been here now this is the gonna be my fourth semi-final so it's just about like le- improving on last year last year we had a great semi-final we uh we had a clean semi-final and i want to i want to take it up a notch from there and have a just a, an absolutely dominant semi-final finish this fight uh put him away in in england in front of his people and uh and to just march through this tournament on a mission. I love,
0: I love it. Well, you, hey, you came in on a nice win. I mean, a fantastic victory last time. I'm mean, how happy are you with that performance? Because that was a that was a statement kind of win right there.
2: Yeah, that, uh, you you can't be much happier with one than than a finish that goes about a minute where you're where you're completely healthy coming out. Uh, I can't complain. There's there's not a ton you could do to uh, improve on that. It's just about like trying to replicate that again make that happen again with a with a different opponent and a different set of circumstances um each each time you go in there you got a little bit of a different challenge ahead of you so um we just need to spend some time here really breaking breaking down brendan and uh figure out where his weak points are and then to just exploit them
0: what do you think about the idea of going to London? As you said, you kind of got to go in his backyard. I mean, is it exciting to get a chance to do this? It's kind of a, a, you know, a big event for the PFL, of course, to be going international, but you're the one that has to deal with the flight and the jet lag and all that good stuff. So are you excited about this? Or is it a little like, ah, I wish we could have done it in New York?
2: No, it's a completely, I wish we we're they're literally in New York the week before or, or so. So for me, it's like, who are you riding with? Um, you could have easily promoted me at a MSG. I'm the number one seed. I'm, I have the most points I've been to the most semifinals, but you know, it's like, uh, there's for some reason, there's a, someone that convinced them that he has a ton of pull over there. And, uh, I don't give a shit about going over to England. First of all, I don't care where we fight. I'll fight him in the back of a bar in an alley with nobody watching. I don't care about that. It's just, uh, like you said, there's a obstacles of, of annoyance, jet lag, time flights, uh, things like that. Um, that I don't see as super necessary, but, uh, this is what was, was chosen.
0: I kind of like it. you kind of going in with maybe a little chip on the shoulder. I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like maybe you're a little annoyed for this one.
2: Yeah, I'm very annoyed by this whole situation. <laughs> I think that he's been spoon-fed like the entire – I mean, look at this, right? You got a real tough division. You got Lance Palmer, two-time world champion, four-time All-American. You got Bubba Jenkins, NCAA champion, uh, semi-finalist. You've got myself um New York state champion, two time all american. How come Brendan hasn't ever drawn one of us yet in the regular season? It's because he has this uh he's like knockoff Conor McGregor. He doesn't have the following, he doesn't have the pizzazz or the talk. He looks like a kind of like a sickly looking Conor McGregor and they need to carefully choose who he competes against because he's incompetent in certain positions in, in the cage. You know, he really, for the most part, he cannot be put against an elite grappler because he just, he doesn't possess those skill set. So when you see someone getting fed certain opponents to make them look good, like that's not what the sport's about. That's, that's political stuff. Like he doesn't even realize that he's being used he thinks like he thinks it's amazing he but they the problem is he's been given a false sense of confidence so he he carries delusion with him because he thinks he's the man but he's he's never been faced with any type of challenge here
0: Chris, I was already looking forward to this fight, but now you've given it a little bit of flavor, man. I like it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, fine sir. Thank you. Uh, well, listen. So, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, everything you say is true. But what I mean, when you break him down, other than the fact that you think he looks like a sickly Conor McGregor, what do you think of his game? I mean, does he provide any any you know tests or challenges for you? Or do you feel like this this is I don't want to say an easy win, but th- you think this is a you know a, a good matchup for you?
2: This is a great matchup for me i mean you just look at it on paper stylistically if he was i think any of those three guys that i mentioned can beat him any day of the week lance can beat him any day of the week bubba can beat him any day of the week i can beat him any day of the week move lead can beat him any day of the week you, you, it's you don't in in this sport in particular it's very tough to catch the elite grappler when you're just not an elite grappler it's you have a a much better uh it's much better to go from the grappling and to progress in your striking game and you could catch some of those guys but you often see in reverse that that doesn't happen they may be able to stuff some takedowns but they don't become like super formidable on the ground and uh i just i just know in my heart of hearts that yeah the, is he tough he's from england definitely a tough dude. Um, has some decent boxing, uh, will spin once in a while. Other than that, like, he's nothing special but a mouth, honestly. And he's just, he has an accent. Like, oh, wow, congratulations, bro. You were born in uh, Manchester. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs)
0: It just keeps getting better and better. I love the low-key trash talk. It's great, man. Uh, What do you do, do, Chris? You've you've been in this position a lot before. You get a little bit more of a break now than you do between fights one and two. Do you take time off? Do you stay in the gym? I mean, how do you get yourself prepared for these playoffs?
2: Uh, No. I was – so we fought Friday the 24th, and my flight home was – Sunday, the 26th, we stayed one day to we went to a Braves game uh, just to catch, I like to try to like the, my my parents were there, too. We like to try to we're into baseball. And um, when we head to other states, we like to try to catch the parks we've never been to. So stayed an extra day. I hit an early it's like 7 a.m. flight home Sunday. I was working out like the moment I got home um, just because I know that he wasn't and uh so i've been back in camp fully since the 26th no time off um there's no you know we could rest after the season i feel good uh physically i'm fine so um as long as i don't feel like i absolutely need it i'm 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 in there out working these guys i have to very nice do you have an idea of of
0: who you'll meet in the finals or a goal i mean is is, is the Bubba Jenkins matchup the one you want to see again? Or, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'd like that one back.
2: Oh, well, listen. I don't know if you know because, like, you probably don't, like, because you, know, you have to be in it to really fully understand. But somehow these two have developed this awkward friendship where they're, like, cheerleading each other, like, let's go, Brandon, let's go, Bubba, and – there's genuine bad blood between the three of us, but somehow it became me versus the two of them. And, uh, and I've embraced it. I don't give a shit why they're, they think they're pals, but um, Bubba also claims that he's, he's hunting me this season. Um, and he, he, that he wants this fight, but he doesn't really want any part of me in a five round fight. He, he, turns to shit in the third round of regular bouts. So I don't know how he thinks like a five rounder is going to go his way. Um, He's definitely the one that I want to see in the final uh, just because purely of the bad blood aspect of it. I like to fight people that I don't like. Um, I think anybody can can attest to that. It's easier to get up and to get ready to fight someone that you genuinely want to hurt. Kudo. It's a professional bout there's a language barrier. He's new to the organization. There's no bad blood. I have respect for the guy. Um, just doesn't do as much for me personally as it does to, uh, to take both these dudes out who are running their mouth.
0: I kind of had a feeling that might be the answer. I know Bubba's chasing after you, but uh, it's nice to hear that you're kind of chasing after him as well. And I mean, how great would that be? What's worth more to you? The million dollars or being able to beat both those guys in back-to-back fights?
2: They're close. They're very close <laughs> to each other. <laughs> very close to each other. But, oh, uh, damn, I want that belt so bad.
0: So bad. Well, you got a chance to uh, take a step in that direction on August 20th in London. So, step number one, you got to get that done. I guess, is that, is that the big key as much as you want this Bubba fight? It, it, you know, as much as you want the belt, whether it comes against Bubba or Ryoji, is, is the key not to let yourself focus too much ahead on that and, and to really stay dialed in on the semifinal?
2: oh yeah there's no i don't look at all towards that next bout i don't even know when exactly it'll be where it'll be who it will be against for me it's just it's just brandon right now it's just uh staying focused outworking him being ready to just outclass him wherever we need to take the fight um i'm not looking past him at all when i've learned in this sport that the only time I really get myself into uh, into bad spots is when I don't take people seriously. So uh, even though I don't like the guy at all, I still take them seriously as competitors because they're they are here and they're they're formidable. So anybody that that straps the gloves on, gets in there, makes a fist. You gotta you gotta uh, you gotta watch them. No doubt about it. Well,
0: on August twentieth, as I said, ESPN. Uh, I guess last question, I mean, what kind of fight do you think we see? Is this one that you, you know, a win's a win, right? Whatever it takes to get through to get you to the finals, is a decision okay, or is this a fight that you think you can and need to go out there and, and make a statement?
2: No, um, I mean, listen, am I going to, like, lose sleep over it if I dominate him and win 30-27? No, probably not. But my intent is to is to literally – Hurt him and hurt him consistently. I not just um, to win around. Like I want, I want him to experience pain, like pain in his body, pain from his jaw, feeling like it's gonna pop, like just pain any anywhere and everywhere. That's the goal.
0: My man, Chris Wade, bringing the heat, getting us ready for the 2022 PFL playoffs. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll talk to you again before then. But uh, best of luck in the preparation, and we look forward to it.
2: All right, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: I mean, calling a man a a sickly-looking Conor McGregor. I mean, it just is what it is. And uh, makes no uh, qualms about the fact that he would really like to inflict some damage on Bubba Jenkins as well. So, um, you know, I love it when when guys don't shy away from it now look i'm not you know me you've known me for a long time i'm not the big trying to stir things up and you know oh guess who's on the phone right now ah we got you both uh, i'm not that guy i don't like that right um but i was talking to bubba jenkins as well and i thought well i gotta at least bring it up so i did bring it up but it's interesting because bubba handles it a lot different and I just, I loved a lot of things that Bubba Jenkins had to say here. So uh, here was my conversation with him as we wrap up half of the 2022 PFL featherweight playoffs bracket. The bad man is back in the PFL playoffs, Bubba Jenkins. Listen, I know you would have liked to, like to roll in there on a finish, you know, you want to get those big finishes when you can, but this time a decision was good enough to get you in the playoffs. So talk to me about how you feel about that last performance
3: man i feel great about it you know uh we got the job done on a short notice guy you know
0: he was taller
3: than i was expecting you know he hit hard he was you know, he came with a lot of heart and pride i was expecting that um, but you know he was a champion in another organization so you know I respected that as well and uh you know i was I was happy with my performance dewey was really excited about my performance he felt that you know that was best performance up to date with him so you know wh- he's seen all kinds of fights and all kinds of fighters so uh, I value anything that he says is a good good performance so um we got that out the way but you know it was it was one that he said you know even with the brawl and the the kind of fighting style that uh, Ronaldo brought. Um, we stayed cal- calm, collected, um focused, locked in, sharp. So there was a few mistakes in there where I felt like, you know, I was talking to him in the corner. I was like, oh, I don't think I won that round. He's like, well, you won all three of those rounds. You know, he was just talking to me about how, how well we were doing. And, you know, I just felt a little, not rusty, but just off on certain things. And, you know, I was ducking off a little bit and I wanted to be a little bit more sharp. And, you know, I think he was getting off on me on a couple different areas. So, you know, I, I just felt like I could do better with certain things. So we did that and cleaned up and we got the victory and unanimous decision and it kinda of just opened my eyes to just being more open with, you know, being able to just flow in that in that area and not be so uh tense to to to, to I guess get to the next next exciting moment I guess. You know, it was just, you know, I, I felt like I was on the hunt and I didn't really know what I was hunting for except for the fact that I was, you know, in a in a place of just going forward, you know.
0: I guess that's, I mean, would you consider that just maturity in the game? I mean, I think that's the state that everybody's trying to get to, right? Where you're actually, I guess, present and aware of everything that's happening in a fight, uh, you know, even though it's the most hectic, chaotic, you know, thing that you could possibly do in life.
3: Man, that's 100% because I was not as present nor as aware Uh, any of my street fights or any of the earlier fights that I had like in Bellator and things like that, because it's just so young and because it just moves so fast and everything is just so, you know, um, so new compared to what sparring is. I mean, even sparring, yes, it's different than sparring. It's different. There's nothing good to compare fight night lights and and fight night pressure and and the things that weigh into that. Um, So, yeah. Uh, just having uh, a, an ability to k- slow it down and calm it down and, you know, the maturity of being in there and, and knowing you're not going to die with maybe the next punch. <laughs> you know, hopefully not. You know, you know, With good defense, a good head movement, you're doing all your fundamentals, then you're going to be all right. You know, those people who step in, now I understand the people who get nervous when they step in and they know they haven't done the the right things in the gym. They know they haven't been running. They know they haven't, you know, those are the people that I understand the nervousness for. But when Dewey says you're ready and because of the wood that you've chopped, you know, I, I, you know, I'm pretty locked in. I'm pretty focused. I'm pretty calm and I'm pretty collected about, you know, what can happen. Some other ways I may get nervous. And, you know, if I haven't done all the right homework, you know, the test seems to be a little bit
0: more extenuous than, you know, than the quizzes. Nice. Do you still have those moments? You know, I think about, I think it's because he just retired, you know, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, you know, he built a career on being the anybody, anywhere, anytime guy. But I remember, you know, years and years ago, he was one of the first guys I heard talking about, like before every fight, I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? I'm never doing this again. This is the stupidest thing I've ever done. And then after the fight, you go, man, I love this. I'm going to, I can't wait to do it again. But I thought, man, if that guy who's the anybody, anywhere, anytime guy hates it, they must all hate it every minute. So, do you, do you have those moments where you're just like, why in God's name did I choose to do this?
3: Um, um, I would not. Nah, I see, see, I, I can't say, <laughs> like, it, it wouldn't be about the fight. So, like, the weight cutting times when I'm like on mm. day, day of waiting, day of weight cutting, and then I got a bunch of interviews and I still got to cut some weight and I still <laughs> haven't eaten right. Those are some of the times where I'm like, yo, like if this was any other sport, like give you the cut out the weight thing and like just make it football or track or make it what I don't know how we gonna make it even, but let's just find a way because this weight cutting thing is for the birds. But (laughs) that I it's not like I feel like I feel the best version of myself at 145 pounds. People are like, well, why don't you just go up and wait? You know, it's it's, it's not that I want a strategic advantage, you know, even though those guys at 55 are a little bit taller, a little bit bigger, and a little bit naturally more. Um, bulky, I, I just feel like I, me at 145 pounds is the most prime of an athlete that I can get as far as, like, body fat, conditioning, and, and the things that I, you know, feel like I can put on, and, you know, my body shows that. It's almost like I want to go to a physique competition to see how I do when I get on weigh-in day, but that's the only day that really, like, you know, makes me, like, dang, and, and after you weigh in, you start drinking and, and getting your health back. And now you're a little bit nervous, you know, a little bit like, oh, man, I said I was going to do all those things. Now it's time to do it. And, you know, I remember things he said he's going to do. Now see if he can do it, you know. (laughs) See if he can do it, you know. (laughs) So it's one of those days where you just kind of like, You know, if you're not a, um, if you're not mentally strong, you're not mentally sharp, it could, it could weigh on you a lot. It could weigh on you in your sleep. It could weigh on you in your, in your preparation and your day. Your last 24 to 48 hours could really mess your whole camp up.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. All right, you're back in the playoffs now. Uh, you got some time now. It's still a pretty quick turnaround. I mean, this would be about a normal training camp for most organizations. Um, so, what do you do? I mean, is this is this time about resting? And you know, because you've already had two fights, or is it about you know staying in shape? I mean, what's I guess what's your focus in this time between? Well, it's recovery for sure. I don't.
3: I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say resting because. Um, if you're back on the horse, you, you, you're, you're chopping real wood again, so it's not really a rest period because you are recovering. Um, uh, you know, you, you're tapping in with doctors. You're tapping in with the, with the recovery team that you've used twice or three times or however many other camps that there are or in, in your camp. You got fighters who use their certain team. So, you know, you're tapping with those guys and, you know, um, I, I'm on daddy duty, so, you know, as much rest as we can possibly get when I'm taking the babies to the gym and we're going <laughs> back and forth, but, you know, it, it, it keeps you young, it keeps you spry, but, you know, you definitely want to stay in conditioning, that's one thing that, you know, that these kids have helped me with, for sure, running around after them, but um, truly just keeping your body in the right place. And, and you're, I mean, you're right in your mind in the right place and your body on, you know, on, on its peak performance, when it needs to be, you know, you kind of, you kind of um, rev down the engine a little bit. Um, and there's a bit of ganging of a cap, but then you start, you know, uh, you start going back to sparring here in another two or three
0: weeks. I know last time it didn't work out for you in the semifinals. Are there any lessons that you can take in terms of the preparation, the mental process, anything like that? I mean, was there anything you learned from last time that you can tweak this time, or was it just a matter of, hey, man, that's just the way the fight went that night and you know, could have gone the other way on a different night?
3: I just was not prepared that night. Um, so my biggest thing is to be prepared, to stay prepared, uh, to be prepared for whatever Kudo may bring, to be prepared for whatever... Um, that fight night may happen. What? Who? I mean, I, I don't see nobody uh, replacing because I've had two replacements now. Um, but yeah, I, it's just being prepared for whatever he may throw, whether we're wrestling, fighting, jiu-jitsu and um cover all my bases make sure i'm ready and and that's what i didn't do last year i didn't stay locked in i had two victories over you know two good guys and you know i, I was a little bit high on my hunches and i had made the playoffs and i'm dubbing myself as the new, new crown king and uh you know i have not yet even even sniffed the understanding of what the pfl had to offer at that time so um uh i i'm locked in now i i see i see the the golden pot at the end of the rainbow and and I, I'm
0: chopping wood towards it. Uh, respect to you for being able to admit that. All right, let's assume, I, I'm like you, I'm, I'm hoping the matchup stays together this time. I'm assuming somebody in the playoffs is going to want to get there. So let's talk about They like Kudo, to I mean. match me up with some quick, <laughs> quick, good guys. You know what
3: I'm saying? I would like, you know what, while you're here, I would like for there to be like a, um, a measurement of my the guys that I fought in my career and their winning record and their losing record and see the winning percentage of those fighters.
0: It's like pretty I, damn good, bro.
3: It, I fought some really good fighters in a lot of ways in a lot of different places. So I definitely gotta. I definitely want to see what that is in my in my in my in my
0: in my, my short time. So, so bro, gotta, you, haven't I, fought, you haven't fought anybody with a five hundred record or a losing record since like two thousand thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I look at it. 18 and yeah. 5, 11 and 5, 19 and 6, 13 and 5, yeah. 22 and 3, 20 and yeah. 4, 15 and 4, 26 and 10, 22 and 9, 24 and 6, 19 and 2, 12 and 1. Those are just all in order, man. I'm not even cherry picking. I just read those in order. <laughs> right. <laughs> see
3: what I mean? You see what I mean? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm being legit, legitimate dudes, you know what I mean, from all over the world. All over yep. the world. So, you know, I'm coming from my bag this year. I you know, I'm one that can self-analyze. I'm one that can look at the mirror and say, Okay, you know, you weren't you weren't who you wanted to be. You weren't who you said you'd be. Your you know, your fans expect more, your family expect more, your children expect more. And you know, let's get up, put the put the jogging boots on and, and uh, you know, uh, wipe your face and get running again. So it, it really is a, a place of knowing that the fight game will put you in places of dark and bright lights, you know, Um, and you just got to be able to really um, have that fortitude and that relentlessness to, to, you know, to come up and overcome, especially not only during the fight camps, but in the fight and, you know, in life
0: itself. Those are wise words, man. You're maturing in the cage. You're maturing outside of the cage as well, man. It's it's awesome to see. So, all right, you fought studs from all over the world. What about Kudo? Have you started to break him down yet? Have you have you, have you been watching him along the way? Like, what, what do you think about it? It's always interesting because you guys all fight on the same night. That's one thing I, I kind of like about the PFL since the whole yeah. division fights on the same night, like, it's cool cuz you get, to, you see get to see the it's other like people wrestling. fight. It's just
3: yeah. like wrestling. Once I wrestle a guy, the next couple guys like as you get later into the day, the next couple die guys in the big tournaments are on the same mat. So you wrestle right. and then you while you play yourself on your the next two guys are wrestling. you're like, "Oh, these guys are good. Oh, we got something going." You know, it's it's straight like that. So when you go, when I when I go in the back, I'm immediately watching the next fighters. Or while I'm back there, I'm watching what's going on. And I watched Kudo knocked out Flores, and I thought that was I was the most excited. Those two fights, Kudo and, and the two fights that ended early were the two fights that I was most excited about. The Wade boshiak fight, which you know I'm. I'm I don't even want to give my comments on what, on that one, <laughs> but um, you know the injury that was and everything that happened with that was just anticlimactic, is what I'll say. But with uh, the with the with the Kudo knockout, it was just like man, I thought Flores was, had not only a better chin than that with you know the fight with the guy that I was studying to fight before they threw in Ronaldo, but I just thought that was going to be you know an exciting fight with the, both of them kind of having to win to go home. You know, a win, win, or go home kind of situation. That was very, you know, very, very intriguing of me. So, um, I see that he's light on his feet. You know, he throws a lot of feints. You know, he's a little bit of outside puncher, a little bit wider with his punches. And you know, and that's you know not good for a straight down a pipe puncher like myself. Um, I'm, you know, I, I I'm pretty, I'm getting pretty crisp with going right down the middle. And, and and you know, as we're getting back to you know, recovering and 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 having. Multiple camps build on top of the technique and on top of the film watch, you know, I think I'm gonna get much sharper with a, another wide punching guy. This is the fourth guy because you know, maybe even the fifth guy that I'm studying that is a little bit wide loopy punches. Um, that we've been preparing for because some guys have dropped out, some guys have getting hurt, but nonetheless, although their styles have changed, their main punches have been still a little bit loopy and a little bit coming forward. This guy likes to blitz and he's fast. You know, um, he's he's you know so deceptively fast when he when he decides to after faint feint, you know, gets his hands going and then he jumps in on you and he and gets some pop going. So, you know, we have studied him a little bit. Uh, me and Dewey's broken him down, and uh, yeah, we are. We are gonna be on the hunts. he's in the scopes he's 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 stopping me from whoever it is, but you know he's stopping me from a million. that's what i'm that's what I know for sure.
0: all right. well, it's gonna be a sharp one August twentieth in London, you're making the trip over there, and you kind of alluded to it a couple times, and I'll add this this newfound maturity, this newfound focus. are you letting yourself think about the finals at all and a potential fight with Chris Wade because let's be honest uh. You guys aren't best friends. I think he wants to beat you up. Uh, Are you letting yourself think about that at all, or is it advantageous to not think about that right now and only think about the semifinals?
3: Only in the fact that I know once I beat Kudo, I have five rounds of whoever, right? So to be the world champion, you're going to need five rounds of whatever. So regardless of the Chris Wade lock I'm gonna be five. I'm gonna be beating five rounds. So I'm training right now. We're back in the gym. I'm you know I'm just getting back from training with Dewey. Um, we're training right now to be to be better than the fight that we had before, but also to be prepared for the fight after. You know what are they looking at in Bubba Jenkins that makes him um, that makes him beatable what are the things that make him have a weakness what are the things that you know we can pick apart that do we would look at it and say, okay, this is how we would beat Bubba Jenkins, and we we analyze those things and we go into d- deep detail of how to not only correct them, but you know, not show those up as much, and then fix that on you know the opposite end. We go into what their weaknesses are and how we do that, and we know we analyze ourselves very well to knowing, okay, right after this, we know that we're gonna have a war with somebody, and it's we're gonna need 25-25. So let's get let's get moving. So I'm not looking past Kudo.
0: Um, but I'm just gonna say, keep up. I love it. I love it. Some some potential fireworks later this year, but as you said, it's all for naught if you don't get through the semifinals, right? So you got to dial in your focus for August 20th, London. Yoji Kudo, Bubba is bad, man. We look forward to it, man. It's gonna be a great performance. Enjoy the the uh, the recovery, not the rest, and we we'll look forward yes, to August sir. 20th. I appreciate it, my man. Thank you for having me. I like it, man, just kind of maturing a little bit more inside and outside the cage. I like the approach and and, and, and that he's able to verbalize it so well about what's needed and what he's doing. So, um, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed both those conversations. I thought, you know what, let me share these with you. I hope, because these will eventually appear on the Underground uh, YouTube page, and I do hope that you will uh, go check them out there. And if you, if you haven't subscribed over there, please do. We're trying to grow those numbers a little bit. Uh, certainly love that, but, you know, a little something special for you guys. A little something special for you guys. Get you the audio version of it. So, uh, anyway, uh, you know, thought we'd do things a little bit different this week. Hopefully that's okay. Um, I mean, we could do more interviews. I mean, I'm starting to do, I am starting to do a ton more interviews now, to be honest with you, because there's... Nobody else creating content for the, for the site that I'm at. So, uh, I don't know. If, if you like them, let, let me know. Uh, you know, I can share them, share the conversations. As I said, they're really designed for YouTube. We're trying to get those views up over there. But um, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't watch a lot of video interviews. I listen to a ton of audio interviews. So, maybe that's an option as well. Um, you know, got some conversations going on with some other things as well. Really enjoy working with my man Simon Head, man. Just throwing that out there. Really enjoyed working with my man Simon Head. So, I haven't even talked to him about this. So, Simon, if you're listening, maybe we need to talk, man. Maybe we need to figure out something. I felt I felt like we had a good chemistry. And we had a lot of practice of it. with was seven hours. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to get back to it. And, uh, you know, busy week as always. Uh, UFC is this weekend. I'll be covering it here in Las Vegas um, next week back on the road for CFFC which I'm looking forward to we'll not be making the trip to New York for that uh, card but of course you know we'll have coverage I've, I'm working on setting up interviews with the headliners now and um, we'll get that all worked out and uh, hopefully you'll tune in on the UFC Fight pass to watch the CFFC next week we got two events uh, this month which I'm excited about so Anyway, a uh, little change-up. Miss my man, Cold Coffee. Let, let our mans uh, from International Fight Week get some rest. Uh, Shout-out again to, to Cody Merrill for all his help over the weekend as well. Uh, Cody's really been helping us over at the MA Underground with a lot of the social push and, and the engagement that we're starting to do there. So if you're not following the, uh, the social channels, please do so. Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all that uh, for the UG. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, and, of course, we appreciate everybody that supports this podcast Another week without a miss. 380 in a row. Even with cold coffees on vacation, John Morgan, you know, is still going to deliver. Uh, that's how much we love you. We appreciate you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say thanks for listening.